0: Hey everybody, Luke McElroy from Force Consulting, joined with Nick and Tyler again. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Short and sharp one today, we just want to talk about fasted training. Uh, It's sort of a hot topic. Everyone loves to chat about ketosis and fasted training and all that sort of stuff. And we want to talk about the pros and cons of it, because there is a time and place for fasted training, but it's probably not, uh, it's probably incorrectly used all the time. So let's just talk about the pros and cons of it uh, and see where we go from there. So fasted training being, you wake up, uh, you don't eat anything. Uh, and then you go out for your run, or your ride, or, or, or whatever you're doing. So, um, in terms of, a, a, I'll give a quick overview of, of, of faster training and the known benefits, and then we'll see what comes from that. So, the mit- mit- mitochondrial biogenesis, we you know mitochondria, they use fat, they use carbohydrates to create energy. We need oxygen for that. Now, what faster training does is it basically, we, we always are gonna have some sort of glycogen, some sort of carbohydrate storage in the muscles, um, when we wake up and we have breakfast that's going to obviously supplement those stores it's going to increase those stores so it takes longer to get back to zero now through faster training what it can do is basically um, let's say if we ate food it takes us two hours to hit glycogen depletion for example we go out for a, a zone 2 run it takes us two hours to get to run out of glycogen versus fasted training we don't have that breakfast in the morning it might only take us an hour or an hour 15 to get to that uh to get to glycogen depletion so by hitting glycogen depletion, by running out of carbohydrates, it's basically a stimulus for the mitochondria to go, "Hey, I'm in an energy crisis. I can't, I can't work properly. I'm having to struggle to use fat to create energy because I don't have glycogen." It's going to be a stimulus for to, to increase the number size and surface area. We get better at using. I'm not saying we get better at using fat. We we get better at using oxygen, uh, and as a result, because there is no glycogen, we're going to use fat because that's all that's available. Uh, it is just a way for the mitochondria to grow and adapt. We can do that through that. We can also do it through high intensity interval training. We can do it just through long slow zone two runs in the absence of lactic acid. There's about four ways that we can we can improve mitochondria. So that is one stimulus for it, and it would predominantly it should be entirely used for really really easy sessions. Um, Nick, do you want to quickly run through? The, like, the if we only have fat, what does that mean for repeat sprints and that sort of stuff?
1: And why, why is it not good to be fasted in yeah, interval training? for high intensity. It's, yep. it's mainly... A lot of it comes down to the economy side of things. Because if we have to use fats as a predominant fuel source, we require more oxygen to break down that fat. Which, if you're running at the same intensity, and we've spoken about this before, if you're running at the same intensity, just 4-minute K-PACE as an example, and you have to use more oxygen for that intensity, you've just lost out from an economy perspective because you, you your body's basically working harder than it needs to for that 4 minute K pace. It's having to take in transport utilize more oxygen than it, than it normally would which you can look at and go all right I'm using more oxygen is that better well it's like not really because we're putting out the same amount of work. Um, what it's also going to do is cap your intensity at, at which you can get to because we need that faster turnover of fuel to be able to get up to Instead of four minute K pace, maybe you're running at 350 pace in your intervals, we're going to need those carbohydrates to be able to process a lot quicker because carbohydrates require less oxygen to break down, therefore it's going to be a faster process overall. Um, also, going to allow us to tap in a bit of that anaerobic contribution to boost the intensity even higher. So, you're just limiting your ability in those sessions to get the workload up there. Um, so, you may be able to, in the one or two intervals at the start of the session, you might be okay, but then as the session goes on, you're just going to start fading because. If we're on minimal carbs anyway, you're going to burn through that tiny little bit you had, and then by the back end of the session, we start dropping intensity because pretty much you hit you're essentially just bringing forward when you hit the wall, really. Yep.
0: Yeah, and that's the other right. So in terms of uh, I'm not going to go to the, the deep chemistry of it, but we have glycolysis and we have beta oxidation. Right, glycolysis is using carbohydrate to create energy. It's a reasonably simple process. It doesn't require too much oxygen. We get the energy really, really quickly. Beta-oxidation is a whole breaking down a whole lot of different carbons and basically put, putting fat through a, a really complicated process to give us a shitload of energy, not a lot of energy, but it takes a lot of oxygen, it's very, very slow. So when we, own, when we don't have carbs available and we only have fat, hey, we'll be able to exercise and train and whatever forever, but it's going to be at a reasonably low workload because we need that oxygen, we need the time, it's a very complicated process. Um, from a racing perspective, Tyler, talk about... Um, your opinions on, on carb
2: versus fat people, a lot of people into the, the high fat, low carb stuff. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I think there's a misconception about the difference between what we're talking about now and faster training and ketosis. Yeah. yeah. I like Big Time. Ketosis is super complex, but it takes like a, no carbohydrates, it seems like I don't know exact numbers, yeah. but it's, it's 30, like 30
0: grams a day, For oh, an, so an so ongoing period a day. Sure. It's not
2: we, we're not just going to have our normal dinner, go to bed and wake up and then achieve ketosis for training no. in the morning without breakfast. So that is a different kettle of fish and that for me, I, I, I am kind of interested in it but I think it's a, it's a huge impact on your lifestyle to, mm. if you're going to commit to try and do that. It's going to be very restrictive. It's going to restrict how, you, like, how we can train in terms of intervals and things like that. Um, in terms of, I, I've done some training first thing in the morning, no food, and I hate it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, 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 don't, I sort of find benefits in um, getting comfortable and being uncomfortable, I guess, is with what we talk about with training a bit, so if anyone's hit the wall in a race, in a marathon or so, you, you fully hit the wall and you know how bad that feels, I guess that's what faster training essentially would be, and if it's not, if you're not feeling that bad, you've probably got reasonable glycogen mm-hmm. stores from the night before, and yeah. it's sort of... So so, whether you've done it right, um, yeah, I think yeah, I think the key is if you are going to do those sessions, you're going to get up and you're going to do a session without eating. It needs to be a long, slow endurance type session. Don't if you want to do intervals, don't bother trying to do them in a fasted state. Yeah. It's a waste of time. It's it's going to be a waste of your interval session that you're not going to get the benefits that you want out of that. You're just going to get another long, slow zone two session. So yeah, um, yeah, I think there's a, a place for that really. Um, in terms of racing, if I'm racing, I don't want to get to that point. No. <laughs> My goal in racing would be to be fueling with carbohydrates the whole way, um, and that's yeah. That, we spoke about this before. It's going to come down to whether you can eat and whether you're racing at the right intensity and you are trying to avoid hitting the wall. Mm. Um, but it's all. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to that oxygen getting more efficient with your yep. oxygen use, and there's many ways to skin a cat, so to speak. So this is certainly one way to go about it. Um, it's not the only way. If it's saying that. Yeah, and I think there's this whole psychological thing that if you are doing these sessions and you are finding that they're really helpful for you, then go for it. Like, I think if you think they help and that shows in your results, then who are we to say it's not helping? I think it it just
0: comes down to, again, trying to get everybody to understand that if you're going to do a session, understanding why you're doing that session. Mm -hmm. if, If I'm doing a faster training session, it's because I'm time poor and I need to get to glycogen depletion as quickly as possible because I want to get those specific mitochondrial benefits. Yeah. Hey, if I've got three hours to go and train, have breakfast, who cares? If you're going to go do a five-hour beach road ride, have, have breakfast because you're going you're gonna to you're feel gonna like shit out. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. eat. You're going to run out. Your rate of perceived exertion is going to be a lot higher on faster training because you're using more oxygen. Your body is working harder to do not even that much work just because mm. fat takes forever to use. But if I'm going out and say, oh, I'm meant to do a you're meant to do a a zone two run and you know that you're supposed to get to depletion and you're supposed to for that specific mitochondrial benefit you're supposed to get there hey i'm supposed to do a i don't know i'm supposed to do a six hour one but i've only got two hours to do it well then i want to maximize the time that i'm in a depleted state in which case yeah you do faster training you're going to get depleted pretty much maybe within half an hour depending on what your initial stores are so then you get an hour and a half in that in that stimulus zone for that specific section compared to if you had eaten, you might only get half an hour at the back yeah. end of it. So I think it's really important that faster training, it's a tool for training. Uh, it's not the, Again, its not. there's more than one way to skin a cat. It's gonna increase your rating of perceived exertion. It's gonna feel hard. You're gonna feel pretty crap after it, probably, um, unless you go really, really easy. But it is a very effective, or it is, it's, a, it's an effective tool to get that mitochondrial stimulus, particularly if you are time poor. So it's just finding out what that is. If you're trying to do interval training or there's any mm. F race pace efforts or anything like yeah. that, Forget about it, it's not going to be effective yeah. at all. Um, but but it's a tool for training, just like a lot of other things. So um, I'm not against faster training. I think it's a good tool, Zone time 2, keep place. it really easy, time and place, yep. yep, time poor, and we're all about smart training and all that sort of stuff. But again, uh, there's lots of other ways that you can stimulate those mitochondria as well. I think the misconception is that, hey, if I've do faster training or ketosis, I get better at burning fat, i never have to use, all that stuff yeah. is rubbish, we know it's rubbish, yeah. all the science says it is, insulin is going to inhibit fat burning, how many times have we said that? Insulin, so you eat carbohydrate, the insulin goes up, hey, that's going to inhibit fat burning, so you using more carbs, but again, it comes down to the, the racing logistics of it, if you can eat carbs, keep doing it, if you can't eat carbs, that's when you sort of try to avoid carbs a little bit because of that insulin release, mm. so, um, in summary is there anything else you guys want to add onto this probably,
1: probably just a case that i was thinking now of an athlete I spoke to a little while ago i'm an athlete who would go into races fasted, and i know a lot of yeah. athletes do it where they they don't have breakfast in the morning of a race thinking either like they don't have time they want to sleep in a little bit extra or, or whatever it may be they, they yeah, start to yeah, they, yeah they start to feel like they get sick or they feel like they need to then take carbs really quickly into the race or Opposite end of the spectrum, athletes who then smash a gel before they jump in the swim. Yep. Um, do we just quickly touch on that? I know we've already covered like, yeah. why it's not really a good idea, but probably just reiterate the fact that pre-race you have to eat something. Yeah. Again, it's an individual thing. I'm
0: mostly nervous, so I never want to eat anything. I do, mm. but I force down a of banana or force down something. But I'm not much of a, of a breakfast eater, particularly when I'm nervous about mm. a race. But I, I make sure I do have something. But again, it comes down to don't don't. Do, don't do be fasted purely because you think it's going to give you a performance benefit because it's, it's, not. it's not i guarantee you it's not um you want to eat something significant you know at least an hour out two hours if you can if you're yeah. really struggling three hours but then mm. if, if you're talking about a 6am start that's gonna be pretty tough but again in terms of fat burning and all of those benefits around it it's insulin that you have know, it's fat burning so if you eat something two hours even one hour before your insulin is going to be pretty much back to normal anyway so don't yeah. worry about inhibiting fat burning and as you said having a gel track before a race something like four years ago i would have said that's a good idea and i mm-hmm. thought it was but now i understand that insulin will inhibit fat burning so i say no don't have your pre-race gel um sort of start to, to stop having the high sugary stuff about an hour before the race if you want to like have a dry biscuit or a banana or something a bit lower gi then that's mm. fine but um but yeah just before the race try to avoid the sugar but yes you're definitely better off eating it's probably a practice thing as well. If it is nerves, it's kind of tricky, but you can do some psychological stuff, some mental imagery, or whatever it yeah. is. But um, for me, I, I, I train at night time. I hate training in the morning, but I know I race in the morning. So if I want to get serious about it, I need to start getting up at race time, uh, eating before practicing all your, your routines so your body is, is, is
2: going to eat. But, um, but definitely do it if you can. Anything? Just, I guess, that pre race advice is going to vary on who you are and how you're approaching well, what the race is and how you're approaching it especially if you're a triathlete and a lot of guys are just trying to get through the swim comfortably and not necessarily racing it It's a good idea if you're going to go out like i know i'm going to race that swim even an I man swim it like well, that's almost balls out that's 160 165 beats per minute for me in the swim mm. so i'm not burning fat yeah you're, in that you're first in hour of the race so up. you know it's a different situation there if you're yeah. If, that's, if you're going and swimming that swim at threshold, that's, that's, that's going to change things a little bit, um, and then we're going to want to settle into that bike for, for four and a half, five hours and get into there. Again, you've got an hour through there, so you're going to settle down by the time you get to the bike. Um, but yeah, it, it's, there's, everyone's different. There's, yeah. there's the general rules, and this is the science and what will happen if you do certain things, so you need to apply that to your situation and how you're going to approach a, a given race. I think there's a difference between... Uh, you know, talking about let's we don't want to hit glycogen depletion and
0: just having a hunger flat. Like I went for a run yesterday, and like I probably hadn't eaten for maybe four hours, five hours, and I know probably every three hours. There's no mm. way I had glycogen depletion, but I was a little bit lightheaded, I was just hungry. I was just yeah. like, literally just hungry, um, and that significantly affects performance too. Like it's yep. it's not that you run out of glycogen, I was just bloody hungry and yep. RPE went up and I felt rubbish and all that sort of mm. stuff. So, um, I. I if you do the right things in the lead up to a race, and you, know, you increase your carbohydrate intake for you know two days prior, all that sort of stuff. The day of, whether it's you know, ideally it's it's a carbohydrate based food, whether it's be cereal or oats or whatever. But at the, end of the day, just don't get hungry. Make sure you get yeah. something. If it's a protein bar, if it's a, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's carbs, fat. I prefer carbs, but carbs, fat, or protein. Just make sure you got something in your stomach because there's nothing worse than than your race being over by yeah. the time you get out of the swim because you're just yeah. like shit. I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much um so yeah it's a fine line there cool happy to wrap up yep. Cool. So, yep. so in summary guys um faster training specifically it's a really good tool for for training if you want to try to get to that depleted state earlier because you're time poor you've only got you know two hours instead of the five hours you had planned and the, and the idea is that you want to increase your mitochondrial biogenesis that's the stimulus you're after then faster training is really really good um, but be aware it must be easy it's going to be harder rpe goes up oxygen consumption goes up you're going to feel pretty rubbish but it has a time and a place Um, but be aware there's more than one way to skin your cat. You can do other things like longer, slower training, uh, keeping lactic acid out. You can do high intensity interval training, VOC maxing. Also, there's lots of ways you can do it. So just uh, the key message is know what you're doing, like why are you doing that training session um, and and, and use faster training as a tool, but try to race high uh, on carbohydrates or whenever you're doing intensity, you you must have carbohydrates because it's the most
2: simply broken down fuel and it's it's the quickest, most rapid release of energy. Thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you again soon.